the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Feed the Noise podcast, and it was a feast week to remember, uh, although I bled my bankroll dry. Not in the NFL. Maybe some money. College basketball just smacked me around. I felt like the turkey getting fisted in all the wrong places, Lundy. So... Uh, we will have uh, some selections later on this podcast in college basketball, but we got the capper tonight, Monday night football, and all these primetime games have been lousy. Uh, see Baltimore and Cleveland last night, so hopefully we'll actually get a game uh, with some meaningful action and some points on the damn board. Uh, here is a line currently at DraftKings Sportsbook. Seattle laying un punto, one point, with a total of 47. What are you feeling here, my man? What, what? What? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. You just woke me up from the Cleveland-Baltimore game. I'm sorry. Oh, I, you missed I, another five turnovers. Oh, oh, okay, good. So I didn't miss anything. Sorry. I've been uh, I, I've been napping ever since that BS of a Sunday night oh. game. Uh, thanks, Baker. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Seattle 24, the Washington Fighting Footballs 20. So I will tuck just underneath that total, uh, and Seattle wins it by four. Uh, you know what? I am going to go with 24, but I'm going to go with the Fighting Footballs with that number in Seattle, 23. So it's a push, uh, unfortunately for me. Uh, so maybe Captain Ookiar, me mates, will come in here and get this thing down to 46 and a half. That would be on the over, but I will take the Fighting Footballs. And, you know, instead of the plus one, I'll just take them on the money line. Minus 105. Reduce the juice from minus 110 uh, and save uh, a couple of pennies there, a couple of shekels in the process. I, I just have serious doubts about the Seattle club offensively and, of course, many myriad defensive flaws as well. With that, let's get to it on this Manic Monday with another edition of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, Lenny, props, props, more player props. I cannot resist them. I'd love them. Uh, I'm up a couple of units on the week as a whole, so a profitable week is a good week anytime, whether it's point uh, .1 units or if it's 1,000 units that you're up. So hopefully we're going to stay on the positive side here overall uh, with this one. Tyler Lockett, give it the over on 21 and a half yards longest catch. Uh, it's up to 22 and a half at some of the books, but at FanDuel, you can still get it at 21 and a half. I even like it on the 22 and a half line as well he has been over this a dozen times this season you know he's one of the deep ball specialists one of the long bombers in the league number 10 entering the week in total deep targets number 13 in air yards percentage number nine in yards per route run uh fighting football's given up 29 plays of 20 or more yards through the air and he's got to see a lot of william jackson the third and coverage, who's given up a 98.1 pass rating and 12.8 yards per catch. You know, Russell, even with the bad digits, could uncork early and often downfield. And I think Lockett will get underneath one of those parabolic path throws and catch one for at least 23 yards or more. So, fade or follow. Time to lock it, pick him up, put him in your pocket on the over 21 and a half or 22 and a half yards longest catch. Again, the 21 and a half line minus 114 at FanDuel. Oh, this is my favorite. This is my number one oh, really? for the Monday night game. Yeah, this is my favorite prop. I already bet on it. 
uh, earlier this morning. Really like this one. Also read, Brad, and I wish I could remember where because I like to give credit when I see folks that have pulled up these stats mm. uh, that have said that since Russ's return, and I know that you know he's dealing with the digit and all of that, but his uh, average yards per attempt is actually up by something like 2.3, 2.4 yards, mm. something in that range, which I know doesn't seem like a lot, but he's actually attempting more deep balls. Some of that could be because they're sometimes playing catch-up. Some of it could be because we know that that's actually the way Seattle is going to, if they are going to win this game tonight, like I think they are, they're going to have to take those deep shots early in the game. They're going to have to do something to try to loosen up that Washington defense. So I think this happens, and Brad, I think it happens before halftime. I think they try to take some deep shots with Lockett. Um, As you pointed out, he's done it many, many, many times this season, and Russell Wilson trusts him. So they're going to send the ball down the field and try to loosen up that defense, see if it can help them for the rest of the game. Russell to lock it. Air it out. Number four. All right, let's move on. And you know I cannot bypass the rush yards props for quarterbacks. And I'm not going to talk about, yeah, Seattle, yeah, Seattle, yeah, Brandon Funston, yeah. I'm not really doing it. I'm going to go to the other guy. The pride of Old Dome himself, Taylor Heineke. And I'm going to take the over on 18 and a half rush yards. Uh, Pull this one from FanDuel as well at minus 114. Heineke's averaging 27.6 rush yards per game this season. He's been over this number five times on the year. And you look at Seattle. Uh, They have uh, tallied the eighth highest pressure rate in the league. So when the heat uh, gets cranked up on the pocket, I think Heineke will flush out, call his own number, scurry those legs, and get us over this total in the end. Wince. Tannehill, Trey Lance, famous Jameis, they all got to at least 19 rush yards against Seattle, and I expect Tyler Heineke to do the same. So Heineken's generally taste a little skunky. Uh, Taylor Heineke will not in this category. So fade or follow the over 18 and a half rush yards for the former monarch at the college football level. As as he has gone across, especially uh, over the course of the last seven games, he's he had one goose egg in there against the Chiefs. But over the last yeah. seven games, he's getting more than half of this on one carry. Um, you know, he's one of these guys like his longest rush prop uh, is it, it, he's he's a guy that gets double figures. He finds little openings and he takes advantage of it. He's not a statue. He's not uh, he's not some of the other quarterbacks that unfortunately we had to watch yesterday. Good Lord. Uh, no, I'm not. Hey. No, America, I am not going to let it go. Holy crap, that was some boring football. There's a uh, bad quarterbacking period across yeah. the board. See Cam Newton. Yeah, there was some really bad play uh, over the course of yesterday's NFL. But I think Heineke, he knows that he can run. He trusts his legs. Washington, Ron Rivera, they trust him to be able to do that. Um, so I think 18 and a half is too low. I think he's up into the mid to upper 20s by the end of the game. So, oh, yeah, love this one. Well, if you want to go with the longest run, it is uh, 10 and a half yards. So uh, right now with DraftKings, it's juiced up now. It's at minus 130 at tape time. You might want to shop that number around, but you're right. I mean, he usually gets uh, a lot of this, you know, in half and on one scamper. So I, yeah, I well, against, see Green, against Green Bay, he had uh, one for 38 yards. I know. I, I mean, remember that play. Uh, it yes. was Moses part of the Red Sea right up the gut, and he just took off, and there was nobody around him. And he was, you know, a lot of these quarterbacks, they get in the open field, they're looking left, they're looking right, like everybody's chasing me down, and there was nobody within five, ten yards of him for much of that distance on that chunk gain. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, correlate, synergize, bring it together, take the over on the Taylor Heineke longest run, 
at 10.5 yards at minus 130. Slap that together uh, with the over on 18.5 rush yards, and you might get a dual play payday. Hell, it could happen on one run. Run, Heineke. Run. Number three. All right, moving on. Uh, let's get a little Russell Wilson action in here. Yes, yeah, yes, you are. Yeah. Again, uh, he is not going to do it tonight. And and I know you love Russ under the primetime lights. When he is thrust in the limelight, he usually thrives. But I'm going to take the under here on 21 and a half completions. Also pull this one from FanDuel at minus 120 at tape time. You look at Russell this season, he has been under this, Lundy, in five of seven games, and he's been under this in four consecutive games. Now, one of those you could toss out, that was a game against the Steelers in which he got hurt and had to exit stage left, but, man, he is really struggling with his accuracy right now. QB 27, and adjusted completion percentage. Now, the fighting footballs have given up a completion percentage of 68.1. We know they have been blitzed, they have been barded, been bombarded vertically this season, uh, seven out of ten quarterbacks they have faced have completed at least 22 passes in a game. But uh, even, you know, with likely DJ Dallas getting some run alongside Alex Collins, this is still a balanced offense there in the great Northwest. And as a result, I don't think Russell gets there. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be right around 20, maybe 21. But I don't think he gets a double deuce in total completions tonight. So, again, give me the under. Russell Wilson, 21.5 completions, minus 120 at FanDuel, and I can already sense you're going to fade me here. No, actually, I'm going to follow you on this one. Oh, okay. Uh, But it's because I think think he's going to finish right at 20. Um, I I think that's going to wind up being the number that he's got. I think he's going to get some stuff done with his legs tonight. I don't know why. I just kind of have a weird feeling that he will. Um, But uh, when I look at this number, you go back to last season towards the end of the year. It was actually Christmas weekend, uh, right before Christmas, uh, when they played Washington. He went uh, he went 18 for 27. Buck 21, one touchdown, one pick. Um, I think he's going to do better than that from a yardage standpoint because, again, I think he's going to get down the field to lock it, and I also think he's going to get to uh, uh, a guy we're going to talk about here in just a second. But um, I I like him to push this, and uh, Captain Hook may come into play. I think he's going to finish with 20 or 21. That is just kind of the number that seems about right for him since he's been back. Um, This is going to be all about the early part of the game, though. I'm telling you, if he can get some downfield success to a guy like Lockett, which they've got to get involved more than they have been holy crap yeah. if you look at some of the advanced analytics it is head scratchingly stupid why they're <laughs> not getting the ball uh to tyler lockett but um but but it, it, that aside um i this prop in particular i think russell finishes and i think captain hook's going to come into play i think he's going to be at 20 possibly 21 right up against this number all right it's going to be close we're going to sweat it out uh, we're going to take the under on russell wilson 21 and a half completions Stick around for our top picks on Monday Night Football Plus, a smorgasbord of sports betting goodness and bonus time. Number two. All right, let's get back to the gridiron tonight uh, between Seattle and Washington. And a guy that uh, has been crushing the over on his receiving yards prop is none other than Gerald Everett. And I'm going to go back to that well and drink from those replenishing waters. Uh, minus 114. Also pull this one from FanDuel on the 26 and a half receiving yards line. You look at the fighting footballs. They're giving up 5.1 receptions, 58.9 receiving yards per game just to the tight end position. 11. 
seven plus size targets have hauled in at least, at least 27 receiving yards. And you look at Everett. Uh, he's been over this in four of his last six. Uh, he is inside the top 10 yards per target at the position. And number two in catch rate at 86.2%. So everything trending in the right direction for another winning over on this line. So fade or follow. Gerald Everett, he well in the climb. Uh, Mr. Everett here on the over 26 and a half receiving yards minus 114 at FanDuel. Yes, this was what I was saying just a minute ago. I was looking forward to this guy being a part of the props. Yes, he's going to go over this number because here's what's crazy. You talked about what Washington is giving up to the tight end position. Remember, uh, two weeks ago, they they held the, the Bucks had uh, I think Cameron Brate had like six yards or something crazy like that. And that was it for yeah. the Bucks. Otherwise, they would be averaging, giving even more. They basically had one game in there that brought the total down. Otherwise, the average that they are giving up to tight ends uh, across the season in the 11 games that they have played is uh, is is high. I mean, it should be north of 60. Like I said, it's skewed because of that one game against the Bucks. Um, so tight ends can find success against Washington, uh, and I think Russell Wilson will take advantage of that. Everett will get up into the mid-30s. Yep, I'm feeling it, baby. Gerald Everett, make us some cash. Number one. All right, top pick on the board for me, and it's an area of vulnerability for the Seattle Seahawks, and that is in underneath coverage. And there is an aficionado, a maestro in that category in the NFL, and he happens to adorn the colors of the fighting footballs. That is J.D. McKissick. And I'm smashing the over on three and a half receptions, minus 115 at DraftKings Sportsbook. You look at McKissick, he's averaging 17.9 routes per game, 37.1 receiving yards per game. Uh, right around this total in terms of receptions per contest, 9.8 yards per catch. He's number one in yards created per touch among all eligible running backs. I might shock some people out there, but uh, the numbers don't lie. He's been over this in six of ten games. And here's the key. Again, Seattle just is allergic to that underbelly. Seven receptions per game, 72.6 receiving yards per game. That is what they have allowed to running backs this year. Ten guys at the position have hauled in at least four balls in a single game. And McKissick, I believe, will easily add his name to the list. Hell, I wouldn't be shot by halftime. He has at least three catches in the box score. So fade or follow J.D. McKissick over three and a half receptions, minus 115 at DK. I will follow you on this one, but I think it's going to be a hook factor. Uh, I think he, really? I, I think he's going to get to four. That. I know you. I know. I Hey, I know it. You don't have to point out my flaws. Uh, hey, no, I, I, I think he's going to get over this number. You talked about what Seattle has given up, and I think that you know he's a guy that can take advantage of it. But um, I, he should. I think he winds up finishing right at four. Um, I hope that I'm wrong because I always like when we have uh, bets that can cash early, maybe even uh, a book that's nice to us and pays us early so that I can turn around and lose it in the second half. Yeah. Um, but. I, I do think he gets over this number because of the fact that Seattle is extremely vulnerable. I'm just really, really curious to see what Seattle's game plan looks like for the first quarter, quarter and a half as to whether or not they try to open things up and try to get the ball downfield. And then that, you know, does that make does that change some of Washington's game plan? But they yeah, are Seattle is allergic to trying to guard, uh, try to stop a running back out of the backfield. Yeah, it is uh, remarkable how that is paid consistently at the running back position. If you want to, you know, correlate it, add together with some yards, uh, his yardage prop is at twenty-seven and a half. So, if you believe the over is going to hit, good chance 
that the over will also hit on receiving yards for J.D. McKissick. All right, with the fade five in the rear view, let's get to it. Bonus time. What else you got for me, my man? Uh, I got a couple of uh, plays on on the ice uh, for us tonight. The Winnipeg Jets will be at home taking on the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes, the Detroit Lions of the NFL or the NHL here <laughs> so far this season. Uh, Winnipeg is so heavily juiced on the money line, it's ridiculous. But we're going to take uh, the puck line in this one, which, as you know, I don't like to do very often because strange things can happen in those final couple of minutes of hockey games. But I think Winnipeg wins this and wins this going away uh, with Arizona. So we're going to take the puck line at a minus one and a half because that brings the juice down to a minus 120 that's something that i can live with and uh on top of that the calgary flames entertaining Sidney crosby and the penguins take the flames on the money line at a minus 145 i love it all right i got one more for monday night football again i'm gonna go back to exploiting the weakness of seattle defensively and that soft coverage underneath antonio gibson is just nine and a half receiving yards and he's usually good. Now, he had a donut in the catch category last week, but you look at his box scores throughout the entire season, he normally gets two catches every single game. So this could be a single-play payday. Uh, again, your check's in the mail, Mr. Jeff Ratcliffe. Listen to the RAM podcast part of the Sawdust Podcast Network. Uh, he's averaging 9.4 routes per game. He's been over in 6 of 10. Um, you know, it's minus 120 right now at BetMGM. So, again, Antonio Gibson over 9.5 receiving yards. I will jump all over that. Hey, how about a same-game parlay, Lundy? Uh, just for S's and G's, and uh, this is one that I think is believable, and I reduce the number of legs. So it's a five-legger. It pays plus 360, and it's kind of a reduction, really, of a lot of the stuff we just discussed here. So Taylor Heineke, 10 or more rush yards. Gerald Everett, over 19 and a half receiving yards. J.D. McKissick, over 19 and a half receiving yards. Antonio Gibson, six or more receiving yards. We just need to catch. And McKissick for two or more receptions. That five-legger, again, pays plus 360. Put that together at DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's go to the college basketball hardwood. We got some reverse line action, Lundy. Uh, Virginia opened up as a two-point dog. They are now a two-point favorite at home in Charlottesville, hosting the undefeated, unblemished Iowa Hawkeyes. I'd still lay the chalk here. I think they could win this thing by five or more. Uh, pace will be everything. University of Virginia, number 358, adjusted tempo nationally. Iowa loves to run under Fran McCaffrey, number 25 in that category. But Virginia is really tightened up defensively. Now number 25 in the nation in adjusted defensive efficiency. They've given up. 0.86 points per possession or fewer in four straight games. They face more formidable competition. They got blown out by Houston. They beat a good Providence team. That should be uh, probably a selection Sunday sweater, meaning they'll be pitting out. Uh, but a borderline tournament team overall. Meanwhile, I was just beating up at, on Patsy's at home. Six straight games against Ken Palm, 200-plus ranked teams. Their best wins against Mighty Longwood. So this is the first test of the season in a raucous and rough environment. And I think the Cavs, uh, Kihei Clark and company, get the best of them. So, yeah, Longwood, you like that. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, yeah. I'm sorry. You know, it's a Monday. I, you know, my inner Beavis is coming out. I'm sorry. Just had to just had to get that in. Well, it's, it is fantastic. Which did, they, they beat them, did they beat them by 69? <laughs> uh, but they're going to be balls deep, Lundy, I think, uh, by the end of the second half. So there you go. I'm taking Virginia minus two. Uh, let's work an NBA player prop. There's a number of games here. Uh, let's go with SGA. Shea Gilgis Alexander. I'm going to take the over on four and a half rebounds. Just 
up a little bit at FanDuel at minus 124, but I'm willing to pay it against Houston. Uh, he has done this in 10 of his last 15 games uh, in the last matchup against the Rockets uh, back in the middle of this month. And 37 minutes played, he had seven boards. And the first matchup against them in late October, he only had four boards, but he only played 26 minutes. And Houston has allowed the eighth most opponent rebounds per game. So Shea Gilgis Alexander over four and a half boards. And there you have it. And that is a wrap on this very perverted edition of the Fading the Noise podcast. Please uh, follow us on social media if you enjoy our sophomore commentary. Uh, follow Lundy on Twitter, at Nate Lundy. Check me out there, at Noisy Cuevos. Drop us a rating and a review if you enjoy this podcast. And as always, until next time, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the Noise.